Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. I have a phone with me. Does everybody we got one of these? You know, most of us have one of these. Okay, so talking about how to hear from God, I was thinking about how um, when I go to text somebody, and maybe some of you will be there with me on this, send somebody a text. I literally, within minutes, am like, what, what's going on? Why have they not texted back? You know what I'm talking about? We're, we live in a world where it's like, you, I sent you a message. And especially if you text them and all of a sudden you see the like, little dot, dot, dots come up and then they don't respond. What in God's name is that about? You know, it's like you saw my text message. Clearly you were thinking about some sort of response. And yet I'm sitting here waiting and it has been 67 seconds, you know, and we're right. Like we want a response. How about when we're driving somewhere in the middle of nowhere and we're talking to somebody and our call drops. We've had this happen, right? It happens. And what do I think? I think, it's time to switch networks. You know what I mean? If AT&T can't figure out how to keep me covered in the desert, then why am I paying them money, right? It doesn't, we get frustrated. And I think it builds into this misconception that we have with hearing from God. It's a part of our culture that I sent the text. Where's the response? I'm on the call. How is this getting dropped? I don't, and we want our answer and we want it now. This instant gratification, And I just want to encourage us today, just because God doesn't respond immediately, just because we may see a dot, 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 and then he doesn't give us the answer right away, doesn't mean he's not speaking. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to talk to us. Just like me this week, I'm going, all right, God, I got two hours to sit at that coffee shop. I need you to speak to me. We need to go. And he's like, no, dot, dot, dot. And it's because what I was wanting to hear, what I was wanting to do, wasn't what, what he wanted to do. So he had to get me to wait a little bit, to work a little bit. Our culture says, send the text, get an answer now. But maybe our Christ says, hey, be patient. We've got to wait. We've got to listen. So what we're going to do, first of all, is remind ourselves that God is with us. You never have to question that. One of my favorite scriptures, Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and brave. Don't be afraid of those people. Whatever is out there, don't be afraid of it. Why? Because the Lord your God is with you. He will not leave or fail you. So let's start with a, a quick understanding that God's with you. He wants to speak to you. He is typically speaking to you. We'll talk about that. If there's a reason that he's not for a moment, there's a purpose in it, but he's with you. He'll never leave or forsake you. So if you're in here and you're doubting, you're saying God is far from me, he's not. He's with you. Okay. Second thing I want to do is give us our, our kind of our guideline for this morning. It is John 10, 27. This is going to be our practical guide to how to hear from God. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Okay. These are the three things that I want to go through today and look at practically. The things that I've tried to do is hear his voice, know him. We'll get to that in a minute and and follow him. And I think if we're doing these three things, it's just this incredible way that we'll begin to hear from God and rest in the truth that he is speaking to us. So let's start with, with what John said here at the very beginning. My sheep hear my voice. Okay. How do you hear God's voice? Step one please write this down. Stop and listen. 
We have to learn how to stop and listen. I think as a culture, we got a problem with stopping. We like to move. We like to run. We like to go. We don't like to stop. We don't like to get silent. We don't like to get quiet and listen. And it reminds me, <laughs> I don't know why this song popped into my head, but it would remind me of if I like turned on Twisted Sister in here, we're not going to take it, like blared it as loud as it will. we're going to go. You know the song? We're not going to take it. Okay, anyway, like if that was the drum noise, if I turn that on, or Phil Collins, or I can feel it, if I had that going as loud, <laughs> at this point I'm just trying to make myself laugh. Okay, anyway, if I had that as loud as it could go, just that drum solo over and over, and I was like, hey, guys, Jesus is good. You couldn't hear me. You couldn't hear a word I was saying because things would be so loud. Sometimes the volume of our life is so loud. Every time you say, God, I just want to hear from you, I want you to remember, like just remember this moment. Or I'm saying, do you have Phil Collins playing drums so loud with so much reverb on in your head that you can't hear anything, much less God? You following me? That's how we do it sometimes. Like, God, I can't hear from you. But we've got this loud noise of life going on. And can we get to a place where we turn down the volume? 1 Kings 19. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was a terrible blast. The rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in that wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. He wasn't in that. After the earthquake, there was a fire. He was not in the fire. And after the fire was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. And he heard the voice of God. There are moments in life, listen, I'm not saying you always create the earthquake or the fire. Hello, 2020, right? <laughs> we didn't create that. It just happened. But we've got to get to a place of stillness and quiet so we can hear God's voice. And I just encourage you to look for opportunities to do that. Anybody in here uh, married? Married people? Where am I married for people? Okay, a lot, of, a lot of you. We've got a good crew of married people, so you're going to understand this. My wife and I, like you all, we love going on a date together and going out. We love spending time with one another. We're going to talk about that. But we have two kids. We're busy. We both have jobs. Imagine... If the only time I chose to talk to my wife or to listen to her was in the middle of bath time for my three-year-old son while my daughter, who is six, and there's something about a six-year-old girl scream, it will pierce your eardrum, okay? Like, I think it's a superpower. Like, there needs to be, like, an X-Men movie made about just six-year-old girls. It's just like, it's just like, it's horrible. Anyway, she's screaming, the, my son's bathing, and I'm like, tell me about your life, honey. Like, that, that's not going to work. We have to take time, get quiet, sit there. Some of our most tense times have been in the kitchen while Kat's trying to prepare a meal. I just got home, the kids are running around, and we start trying to talk about deep things in our marriage. That's a bad time. We, do, we, we understand this relationally, most of us. If there's some of us in the room, like, man, I'm learning a lot right now. You know, like, we'll, we'll do a marriage retreat soon. You know what I mean? Uh, but, if, but we understand this relationally. But with God, we expect it to be different. We expect to be running around, moving around. Hey, God, I want to tell you about this. And why can't I hear from you? Well, it's because you're not listening. 
Stop and listen, okay? Stop and listen. Practically, I encourage you guys, what does it look like for you to turn down the volume? A lot of this message, I want it to be about you, not about how I do it. I'm going to share how I do it, but you are unique. God created you in a special and incredible way. He wants to relate to you in a special and incredible way. That's why he created you. That's why he wants to be around you, son or daughter. And so he wants to do that uniquely. Same with me and my son and me and my daughter. I have to interact with them differently because they're different beings. So are you. For me, I got to get out in the mountains, man. I got to get out there hiking, trail running. I was talking to Bronson the other day. We were talking about something. There was no reason. I was just on edge about nothing. He was talking to me about some idea. I was like, this is the dumbest idea. And he was like, man, you seem upset. I was like, I'll call it. I mean, I wasn't quite this theatrical, but I was like, I'll call you later. And I went for this trail run. I was like, man, that was actually a great idea, Bronson. I don't know what. I just needed time with God, right? Some of us need to find that place. Is it a mountain? Is it a, is it a trail? Is it a deer stand? Is it your prayer closet? I still don't know what that is. I hear they're good, though. You know, so just find that, you know, what, whatever it is. It, find that place where you can get quiet and get with God, Okay. This is 1B. We have to stop and listen. But what are you listening to? I want to make this really clear. I'm not talking about listening to your feelings. That is dangerous. We start listening to our feelings, we get way off track. But here are the things that we need to stop and listen to. Number one is God's word. There's so much good in this. This is his letter to us. It's his living word. We, we have so many answers to questions that are right in here. And again, I know, again, we're talking about fundamentals, but let's, let's be willing to stick to them, okay? So for instance, last week, Bronson taught an incredible word about forgiveness, okay? Listen, you don't have to ask a mentor or a friend if you should forgive someone. It, it, you don't have to pray about it. it. It's right. You might have to pray to get to where you can forgive, but you don't have to ask God, is that your will? It's right here. It's in his word. There are answers in here that we need to listen to, spending time in his word. And so practically, again, do you have a plan to hear from God in his word? Is it something that you do? And I, you know, okay, so being real, remember when we did the year of the Bible? I'm sure some of y'all around for that. It was great. We were reading through the year of the Bible. We did the one year Bible reading plan. It was hard for me. Because I'm not a year of the Bible kind of guy that's just too much. It's like me dr- drinking from a fire hydrant or something. I'm more of like a one chapter a day guy. That's what I need. That's how much I can digest that much. I can apply that much. I can meditate on that much. When we were doing the year of the Bible, it was almost like, I'm a good Christian and I can prove it. You know, that, and and that's, that's not what God wants. We get so intimidated by other people's process. You see these... <laughs> These Instagram pictures of Bible studies. It's like they got their little mochaccino and they're just sitting there. And like, it's like all the picture of the Bible. It's just perfectly their notes are like where you can read how awesome they are. If you zoom in on the picture, like I'm awesome and God knows it. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty if that's you. I'm just trying to say you're probably 22 and you didn't have a three-year-old choke slamming you last night in the middle of the night. And a daughter that was like waking up like, dad, I have to go pee. And I'm like, I thought you knew how to do that already. And she's like, but I want you to come hold my hand during it. I'm like, that's freaking weird, you know? Like that, you didn't have that last night, therefore Instagram picture, okay? (laughs) Listen, I've looked at those things many times and been like, man, why am I not like this? And God said, because you don't take pictures on Instagram (laughs) anyway. (laughs) 
So it's cool. Don't be them. That's them. Be you. Interact with me the way you interact with me, but just interact with me, right? So do you have a plan in reading his word? I promise you it's important. Don't be intimidated by somebody else's plan, but, it, but follow through with yours and maybe be inspired by somebody else's plan. That's what we need to do. Okay, another way that we hear from the Lord is through prayer, praying, spending time talking to him, but also it's my sheep hear my voice. What does that entail? Listening. <laughs> Anybody else have this mistake? Uh, I mean, listen, I'm throwing myself under the bus. If you want to come under there with me, it's nice under here, okay? Listen, I go to the Lord in prayer a lot. I'm not doing a whole lot of listening. I'm talking a lot. And the picture that God gave me is like my wife and I, like I said, we like going on a date from time to time. If I was like, hey, Kat, glad I got you here. Let me download every feeling and fear and desire and uh, demand that I've ever had in my life to you while I eat this delicious meal, and then I'm going to get up, you can pay for it, and I'm going to go home. Thanks for the date. It was the best. How is that? She's probably not going to love that date, right? Again, we understand that relationally. If a husband did that to his wife, seriously, think about that. Sat down, said everything he wanted, and said, you pay for the meal. We're going home. If that happened, everybody would be like, sir, you need coaching. (laughs) But sometimes when we pray, you following me? Like, we just go to God, and we're like, bah, 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 thanks for paying for it. I'm out. I just think we need to, that's okay. I mean, come on, look at the Psalms. If you've never read the Psalms, go check out how David prayed. He laid it out there. I mean, he says stuff in there. I'm, I mean, I've never once said, God, smite my enemies, you know, or whatever, like, smote them down with a jagged edge. Uh, that's Gandalf. But anyway, um, like, there's there's these moments where I think it's okay to go to the Lord with all that, but we also have to be willing to listen, to take time, to, to pause, to hit the pause button, just say, God, what do you have to say to me? David had prayed this, search me, God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. I sure hope that David pause long enough to let God share his findings. I've done this so many times. Oh, that's a great prayer. God, search me. Is there anything against not of you? Leave me in your ways. Okay, bye. And he's like, I had something for you. I had something for you. So let's, let's listen to the Lord in prayer. Not just speak in prayer, but listen to him through prayer. Give God that time to share what he finds in you. He's your creator. He loves you. He wants to share with you. Here's another way that we hear from God. It's through people. God speaks through people. So he wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to hear his voice through the word. He wants you to hear his voice through prayer. He wants you to hear his voice through people. I I was just at last service just talking about this. Pastor Bronson, every week I get to spend time with him and hear him praying and talking about the message that he's preparing for you. He wants to serve something good up every weekend that you guys come in here. And guess what? If your heart is open, your ears are open, you're going to hear from God through the word that he brings. I'm telling you. 
That's going to happen. Guess what? There are people God has placed in your life. Maybe it's a parent, a big brother, a boss that loves the Lord, whatever. But the Lord will speak to you through people. The Lord will speak to you through random people. Have you ever had this happen? You like go into whatever, you're filling your car with gas and you go in. All of a sudden, somebody's like says something to you. It doesn't even have to be spiritual, but the Lord uses it. He will use people to speak to us. I encourage you. Be wise in who you listen to. We're not just going to listen to anybody. Proverbs 15, 22. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many counselors, they succeed. God wants to speak to you through people that he's placed around you. Empower them to do it. Sometimes we need coaching. We need, we need a little bit of tough news. When I was early on at New Life Church, man, I was a musician. All I wanted to be was a worship leader. In fact, I, I proposed many times to Bronson. I'm like, Bronson. Caleb, it's my time. You know, Caleb was like, yeah, just uh, try out. And I was like, no, I'm above all that. Um, just put me in, coach. I'm kidding about that. Like, I don't, this, but, but it's, it's because many years ago, somebody came, had to coach me and say, hey, man, you're really not a worship leader. Like, it's, because, see, I grew up in the 90s. I wanted to be Eddie Vedder, but I, I was really Scott Staff. You know what I mean? Like Creed. I wanted to be Pearl Jam, but I'm Creed. It's just, that's not good. It's not a good thing. You know, I was just like, oh God, he's an awesome girl. He rings. You know what I mean? Like that's the high kick. I did it for you. I actually hurt my hammy on that one. Uh, you know, I knew I was going to do it anyway, but you know, Brian, thank you. And it's, it's a slow high kick, which makes it very weird and uncomfortable for everyone, especially except for Bronson, which makes it more uncomfortable. Okay, anyway, so what, why am I saying this? Somebody had to say, hey, not for you. That was hard to hear. But they said, but here's what you might be good at. Here's where we want to, are we willing to hear from God even when it's hard? Are we willing to be coached as a culture, as, as a people? Man. Our feelings can get hurt sometimes through that. But if we will be open enough and willing enough to listen to, to people, again, you got to be sure to, count, to go through the word, to go through prayer. You can't just listen to what everybody says, but those trusted people, are we listening? God wants to speak through people. So the word prayer people, would you write down which area of those three things? Are there, which one are you weakest in and which one are you strongest at? I want you to write that down, the, the, the word, prayer, and people. And here's why. You need to praise God and, and know that God's proud of you in that area where you're strong. I love having people around me in my life, accountable, telling them everything. I am honest to a fault. My wife, when something happens in our house, she's German, and she's like, Chris, you cannot preach about this for six months. Like, she has to put some sort of a governor on the speed at which I want to run and tell a story, because she's like, in six months, I'll be okay with you sharing this. I'm like, why wait? You know, like, let's just share it all, right? Listen, I love that. I might be a strength of mine to be real, but you know where I have a weakness? Getting alone, quieting down, and just reading the word. That's hard for me. So I'm going to praise God on the thing I'm good at. Thank him for that gift. You know what I'm going to do in the one I'm weak in? Ask God to help me grow in it. Tell him it's a desire. Ask others, how can I get better at it? Learn from people how to get better at it. Why don't you do the same thing? The one that you're saying, man, I'm, gr I'm good at this. Praise God for it the one that you have some weakness in, let's grow. Amen? Let's just get stronger in it. So that, that's, just, that's just the beginning. We won't take as long on the next two, but in John, it said that my sheep hear my voice. He said, I know them, 
All right, step two, how do we hear from God? He knows you, but do you know him? Do you know his character? I think it, listen, this hit me like a ton of bricks this week. He didn't have a problem knowing me. He's God. That's like he knows. That's bad news for some of us on some days, right? Come on, man. Like, I think some things sometimes I'm like, let's hide that away from the Lord. He is perfect. He shan't see this. Well, he does, okay? (laughs) Sorry. He sees it. And he still loves you. And that's the problem with our mind. We don't understand his character enough to understand we can go to him with everything. And he's big enough to handle it. He loves enough to take us deep. He wants us around him. Thanksgiving one year, Thanksgiving can be traumatic. I don't know if any of y'all have those kinds of families, but we had massive numbers of people in our family, very eclectic crew, and uh, a lot of dogs were there, which why? But anyway, so there was like, like all these dogs, they just decided, I'm like, can you, do you have a friend you could leave your dogs with? Anyway, all these dogs are there. And one of them, they were like, you know, when you've got little kids, you're protective of your kids. And this, they were like, hey, um, my dog's really bad with kids, like super aggressive, violent. Uh, so we, she's in the back. We got her in the back. And I'm like, that's, yeah, thanks, thanks so much for bringing that dog. Uh, you're an idiot but I love you because you're in my family. Um, anyway, I was like, man, okay. Well, so I'm out in the garage where there's a refrigerator helping my mom get some stuff in, and I hear this aggressive barking and my daughter screaming. I take off. I've got two full giant things of, of Coke Zero in my hands, and I just take off running. I don't know why I didn't set it down, drop it, but I get in, and from about here to the back of the wall, the back of the sanctuary there, was my daughter backed into a corner with this dog barking in my daughter's face. And I, <laughs> I chunked every Coke Zero from here to there. I was like, ah! I mean, I, I, I mean, there were words being spoken that could have been cursing. I don't know. Uh, but I throw this, this Coke Zero and this booming voice of like power comes out as only a father can yell in these moments. The Coke Zero hit the ground right around the dog and every one of them just explode. Just not everyone, but most. And there's just Coke that sprang onto the ceiling. My dad is in the kitchen just staring like sweet Lord, what is happening? And like to this day, there are stains on the ceiling from where I ruined Thanksgiving throwing Coke Zero. Why do I tell this story? It's because I think sometimes as children of God, we forget that God is coming around the corner, the Father, to defend us, and he's throwing a lot more than Coke Zero, okay? And he don't, it doesn't matter to him what he's going to mess up when he's trying to get to you. He's coming to you strong, and he's like, hey, whatever's around you, we're going to get rid of it. We're gonna, that dog, by the way, I've never seen a dog more scared. It worked. If you ever want to scare a dog, just blow up some cans of Coke nearby, and the, those dogs will be frightened, okay? But I want us to picture God coming after us. How much more does he love me than I would have love for my daughter? It's infinitely more. And so having that picture to understand he loves you, we, we misunderstand his character sometimes. So I want to turn to Psalm 23, and I just want to dive into this really quickly. And if, if, if you're a note taker, write some of these down in the margin of, your, of the word or, or maybe in your phone. 
But Psalm 23 is a great reset for you when you're saying, I'm missing, I'm, I'm missing a little bit of the fact that God loves me, he knows me, and who he is, and I need to know his character. You want to reset your identity, or I'm sorry, your image of his character? Go to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is Jehovah Rohi. We're going through some of the Hebrew names of God, the good shepherd. This is also Jehovah Jireh, the supplier of our needs. He's your shepherd, you shall not want. He's going to supply, he's with you. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Some of us are living in this world so chaotic, so crazy. How do I hear from God? Remember him. Remember his character. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He restores my soul. Jehovah Rapha, the God of healing. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Some of us are caught up in some dark stuff and our thoughts and our actions, and we wonder at times, am I ever going to get out of this? Jehovah Sidkenu, good luck spelling that one, okay? The God of righteousness. He's saying, you don't have to be righteous. I am. I can forgive you. I can cover you. I can take you back, create in you a new spirit. It's incredible what God can do if we remember who he is. How about this? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in parentheses, 2020, I will fear no evil. <laughs> in my Bible, like, you know, it's right there. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jehovah Shema, God that is with us. And finally, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Jehovah Nisi, my banner, my victory. Come on, man. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting fired up. Because I get, when I read that out, I start to remember who God is. And when I forget who God is, when I forget his character, I walk away from him. I'm easy, it's easier for me to fall away. But when I remember who he is, it's easier for me to stand strong, to remember who he is, to keep walking with him and towards him. So in John 10, again, he, he hears, we hear his voice. He hears us. We look in that, and then we also see that he knows us, and we know him. And lastly, we follow him, okay? Stay close to God. Step three is staying close to the shepherd, staying near to him. I'm going to give you two practical tips on how to do this. How do we stay close to God? Care about what he cares about. Write that down. Care about what God, you want to stay close to God, care about what he cares about. And what he cares about more often than not are people, people that are hurting, people that are broken, people that need encouragement, people that need to be served. So as many of you know, I've, I've gone through some tough stuff, man, in the last few years. But even before that, my wife and I have an awesome testimony dating back to our first year of marriage. And just when, when we were going through that, we got inward, we started focusing just on us. It became so hard. But when we got out of that and started helping others and giving what we could, all of a sudden the presence of God rushed in. We began to be more positive. We began to be, see chains break off of us. And so there's one promise in the Great Commission, only one. I want to read it to you. Matthew 28, verse 20. I'll be with you, Jesus says. I'll be with you day after day after day right up to the end of the age as you do this. What, what is this? It's caring about people, helping people, bringing people closer to the Lord. It's not a promise that says, hey, Chris, hey, I'm going to be with you. I'm, you're going to do a great job. 
reaching out to the world. I'm going to bless you in that. You're going to be so successful. Oh, you're going to go, go on in the mission field. And so that's not a promise. And, and, and win and win and win. You're going to lead worship, whatever. Go around the room. Any gifting. He doesn't promise you're going to be successful in that area. He promises you that he'll be with you. And so when you're going through a time where you feel distant, I can't hear from the Lord. What I started to do is go, where can I just begin to help somebody? And then I'm going to take him up on this promise. Say, God, you promised me you'd be with me. And then lastly, how do we stay close to God? We got to say no to sin. We got to say no to sin. This is a tough one. I don't want to end on a downer. That's why this isn't going to be down. It's remembering who God is. The things that separate us from God, the things found in the word, the things that we know about from when we were a kid, the things that the Holy Spirit convicts us of, whatever. When we begin to say no to those things, it doesn't separate us from God. It begins to connect us to him. Back to our relational analogies. If I were to look at Kat and say, hey, Kat, hey, it's been a good run 20 years. I mean, wow, <laughs> better than most, right? Uh, but I'm moving out in an apartment, maybe date some people, try things out. I'm out of here. And I went to that new apartment, and two weeks, three weeks go by. I walk out into the kitchen and walk out in the living room, and I'm like, where's Kat? Why is Katarina not here? And all of a sudden, I get frustrated with her. That makes no sense. I walked away from her. <laughs> but I believe as Christians sometimes, Jesus is here, and we walk into this other world, and we're like, where is he? And he's like, I'm, I'm here for you. You walked away from me. Come back. And so let's leave the bachelor pad, baby, and let's get back in the covenant home that God is building for us just by choosing to go back. That's all it takes. Repent, turn, go back. And he's saying, let's go. Come on, I'm here for you. And so um, last little, little piece Sometimes when we, we, we're afraid of conviction, conviction is such a good thing. When my son was one and two, he loved wall outlets like light sockets. It's a very bad thing for a two-year-old to love. I mean, just obsessed with them. And he would go over to him and we would, you know, we would teach him, right? Like, don't, don't do that. Like, just grab his hand and give him like these little, you know, it wasn't teaching him anything. He kept going back to it. One time I came in and he had his finger like poking into it. And again, that dad, booming dad voice came out and I clapped my hands so loud. Son, pow, clapped my hands. He jumped out of his skin, cried. I turned around, I hugged him. I said, son, I don't want you to get hurt. I just want to remind you that sometimes the booming voice of a scripture come into your heart the booming voice of a mentor saying, son, daughter, don't do that. It's not meant to condemn. It's meant to convict and protect. And so if we want to hear from God, we got to be open sometimes to that booming voice and remembering the character of God. He's coming around the corner to protect you. That's the only reason he comes around the corner loud is to protect you and love you and guide you. Will you open your hearts to listen to him? So we're going to take about 60 seconds. I just want to give us a chance to listen for a second. And here's what I want us to do. In one of these three areas, how are you doing stopping and hearing from God and just listening? How are you doing spending time with him? Just How are you doing in these places maybe that there's been intimidation before where you've thought, I don't really know the character of God. 
I've doubted in him. Just take a moment and whatever hit you today, just take a moment, one minute, literally, and just ask for God's perspective in it. No, the band's not coming up yet. We're not moving around. Let's just take a moment and get quiet before the Lord. my prayer that we would get used to these quiet moments, even for just a minute. You can do so much with so little. You've proven that time and time again in Scripture. So I pray right now in Jesus' name that things that you spoke today, maybe it was a refresher in an area. We shore up those places. Show us how to do it, God. Maybe it was brand new revelation. Help us remember it and receive it. But right now with the worship team making their way up front. I just pray that that each person in here would recognize your love for them, that you want to speak to us, you want to spend time with us. That starts with the relationship. And so with nobody looking around, if, if you're here and you've never prayed a prayer to receive Jesus Christ, this is the this could be the beginning, and it's an incredible beginning. We like to give every weekend have a chance, an opportunity if somebody has never said yes to Jesus to do it. Listen, it's, it's impossible to hear from God if, if you don't know God. And so if you need to receive him right now, lift your hand up. I'm going to pray a prayer with you in just a moment. One, two, three. Come on. Anybody here need Jesus? Anybody here? Come on. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Love it. Praise God. Anybody else? Okay, I love it. Last service in this service, I saw one hand go up. It's my favorite when that happens. I'm going to pray over you for a second. Young lady, I just want you to receive this. What Jesus did on the cross, if it were just for you, it was worth it for him. Every bit of work we put into this weekend the time I spent studying, the worship team rehearsing, the greeters and kids ministry and everything that was done, worth it 10 times over just for you. You are worth it. You're a daughter of God because of the choice that you've made now. His love is available to you every day, every second. So quietly at your seat, just pray this with me. Jesus, I receive you. Every mistake I've made or will make, 
you've paid for on the cross. You rose again to be life for me. And I receive that life. I receive that hope. I receive that future. In Jesus' name. And God, I also pray for the person at the last service and at this, Lord, that this is the beginning of their journey with you. They don't have to know it all, understand it all, because none of us do. And so I just pray for peace in that as they grow in your name. Now, anybody here that just, anything that was said today that you're going, man, I just need some help from the Lord on this. Lift your hand up. One, two, three. Come on. We just need help. God, my hands up. Help me, Jesus, to grow in you, to listen to you. Help me to pause, God, to turn down the volume of life and hear from you, God. Help me to know your character and the friends of mine in here, the hands are lifted for us to know your character more. Even in this next moment, during this next worship song, help us to learn more about you as we worship God. And Lord, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that we could care about the things that you care about as we follow you. Help us to be Christ followers in this place. We claim it. I receive it. And I pray that my friends in here, that their hands are lifted. They claim it and they receive it. This is going to be a great week as we just grow one day at a time. Hands can go down in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Can we give it up for God, man? That was cool. Let's see a person come to Christ. I love it. Okay, so listen, during this next song, I I didn't even have this plan last service, but uh, Caleb and the team are are singing, come to the altar. And I just feel, and I had something I had to lay down. And so we're not going to really even have any, any moment of talking to you or praying over you or anything like that. But you, if you're here and you got something you need to leave at the altar, could be something you've been carrying, weighing you down. Could be fear. Could be something that you know you've had off and you just want to throw at the cross and say, it's staying there and I'm walking out of here free. This altar's open. That cross, that cross on this side, just walking up to it, kneeling down or just standing up here. I think it's a cool thing to do that we can come to the altar and know that his arms are open wide. So let's stand to our feet as we sing this song. You're welcome to come up here and do that. Let's worship the King. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.